We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. I love God's Word. One of the many things that it's called is the Book of Promises. That's because it's full of awesome promises that God has made to me and you. Promises of things that He's willing and wanting to do for me and you that'll be a blessing to me and you. One of those awesome promises is to bring recovery and restoration of all that's been lost and or stolen in our lives. Our part is to believe that God's promises of recovery and restoration is true. Cooperate with Him and do whatever it is He wants us to do. And our God will do what He promised He'd do. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you about what the Bible has to say about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got your Bible, we're trying to fight your turn to Joel chapter 2 so we can dive back into this Word that God has been giving me to give to you about what it is that He wants to do for me and you as well as other people around me and you as we move forward into this time of restoration and recovery that God has ordained for me and you. This is the time of recovery and restoration that God has ordained for me and you. This is a time where recovery and restoration will begin and continue, and it will not end for me and you. But we're going to continue to step into more and more recovery and restoration that God has in store for me and you. Having here to hear what he's going to say to you today, and he's going to share with you a little bit more about the recovery and restoration that's coming our way. And even more importantly, he's going to share with us how to be able to handle some of this recovery and restoration that's coming our way. Because some of the recovery and restoration that's coming our way is something that if we don't know how to handle it, then we will mishandle it. And it will end up being broken and redestroyed again. So having here to hear what the Lord's going to say, and I'm telling you, it's going to bless you as this recovery and restoration continues with you and me. Joel chapter 2 is the foundational text. We're going to read that, do a brief review, move forward into today's stuff, which is going to flat out bless you, teach you some things that you need to know too. Joel chapter 2, let's begin reading at verse 21. It reads, Fear not, O lands, and be glad, and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten 
the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Of course, God is speaking about his people who he has plans to be able to experience things that will cause them to never be ashamed. Cause them to be able to experience things that will cause any shame that already started to be able to come to an end. To be able to experience things and be able to have things happen in the middle of their lives where they would have the type of life that they ain't going to be ashamed of. Whereas God will be able to do for thing, for them things in their life, to cause things to happen in the midst of their life, which will take all reproach and all shame away. That's both personal as well as things that's been manifesting in our life because of what other people did on a given day. But we got a God of restoration and recovery, praise God, who has already promised us recovery and restoration happening in the midst of our lives to the point that we will be able to live our lives like he wants us to live our lives with the recovery and restoration of the things that were stolen from us in our lives. Well, we'll be able to get back and regain some things that were lost and taken away from me and you. We'll be able to make up and well make good things that were lost and damaged that occurred with me and you. We're going to be able to reclaim from a bad state and practice some things. And it's going to be returned to a good state and practice. Praise God. Well, God's going to regain some things in usable form and even from refuge materials and from waste products, stuff that was thrown on the dung hill. God's going to be able to go back, clean it up, buff it up, bring it back to you because this is his will for you to be able to have these things. The devil caused those things to be able to happen negative in the midst of your life. But God is coming around to be able to cause them things to be restored back into your life. Everything that the devil has stolen, all the years that he took away, God says, I'm about to repay. I'm about to recover them and I'm about to restore them for you as well as bring restitution to you to be able to get, make, sure, not, not, make sure that not only you get back what was taken from you, but you get some restitution, some reparation for what was taken from you. Praise God. And God's going to put back into a former position as well as dignity the things that was taken from you and me. What a privilege we're going to have. Well, we're, we're, many of us are in the midst of it right now. Praise God. We're experiencing much of it right now. But there's some more coming, and God wants you to know how to be able to handle some of that that's coming. We've been talking recently about the fact that he's talking about the restoration of relationships, where relationships are going to be restored by the living God. Well, God can and God will bring the restoration of broken relationships to me and you. Now, before you get nervous again, like you did the first service that I did that, praise God. Remember, he's going to restore them back to the way they should have been and always could have been if the devil had not a cat in whether it was you or them that let them in to be able to cause that to happen. Now, I said whether it was you or them that let them in. Praise God. God's going to cause restoration to be able to come back again. That's good news. Praise God. Whereas even folk that was like out there, praise God, is going to be back here doing things the way they're supposed to do. And God even promised us that they'll be at the altar laying prostrate before him and giving him the praise and the glory too. Because he's the one that's going to stick his hand in the middle of their lives and be able to cause them to be able to have the restoration of life. And part of the restoration of life is the relationships that should have existed in the first place. We found out that even though we're going to be talking mostly about children and things like that, because most of the scriptures that I'm pulling up are dealing with children, praise God, but it applies to any relationship. 
whether it's, you know, because God said, I'm going to restore the hearts to, of everybody. He's going to restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the mothers to the daughters as the, and the sons to the, and, and to the others. And whoever, praise God, everybody, praise God, husbands and wives and uncles and aunts and all that kind of stuff. Everybody, just relationships in general about to be restored. Praise God, because the general is about to restore them. God, God Almighty, praise God. Last time we got together, we found out what kind of kids is going to be restored and what kind of people are going to restore. And when y'all heard that one, y'all got quiet as a church mouse, praise God. Because when, when he said out there, he gave scriptural explanation of what is out there, which means these are the ones that ran their parents off. Not just that ran off, but these are the ones that ran parents off to the point that it's the truth is in it when they're told parents they don't, don't even want to see them no more. Because, I mean, you know, relationship has been towed up. We used to say in the hood where, where the drawers was torn. Praise God. Because, you know, when the drawers is torn, this ain't worth nothing no more. You just throw it out. Praise God. And some people have experienced relationships where they just tow their drawers with you. And, and, and the relationship is through it. Ain't nobody from the hood. I shouldn't have said that one. Man. Praise God. Amen. When they just tow their drawers with you. And it's just, man, this, this is it. That's, that's, that's it. We ain't going to try to pin them up. We ain't going to, no, just... Just throw them out. Praise God. Amen. Because just leave them out. We don't even want them back. Praise God. That was what the scripture said. We said some of the people don't even want these people back. Praise God. Because they remember all the heartbreak and all the headaches and all the other part of the body aches that they experienced as a result of that person being in their life. But God says, I'm going to restore them back and bring them back into your lives. Praise God. And be able to make them be the people that they were supposed to be. We even looked, praise God, in an example, praise God, of the, uh, of the story, what, what theologians call the story of the prodigal son, which we know is not the story of a prodigal son, but it's of a loving father and his prodigal children, because both of the children were prodigal. That's the youngest that went away and the oldest that's, that, that, that remained and stayed. Both of them were prodigal because the word prodigal means wasteful, which means they had wasted the beautiful relationship that they had with a wonderful father, a loving father, but yet they were able to be restored. Praise, praise God. Well, at least one of them we saw got a chance to get restored. The other one was presented the opportunity to be restored. We never saw the results of that one. Praise God. But the first one, the youngest of the prodigal sons, we saw the father restore him. That even though he said, you know, give me the stuff that's right, that is mine, that's due, so I can get up out of here and get away from you. We found out that was the ultimate insult because was, he was saying, in essence, I, as far as I'm concerned, you dead. Because his inheritance didn't come until he was dead. And so he said, as far as I'm concerned, you're dead. Now, because of those words came off his lip, he was supposed to be dead. He was supposed to be taken to the elders and they would have stoned his tail right there, threw a rock party for him. Praise God. And, and, and hallelujah. And, 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 and rock concert on him and stuff like that. Hallelujah. And that would have been the end of that conversation. But the father loved him, even gave him what his stuff and let him go. Praise God. And then let him be dealt with from, from afar. But he still loved him regardless. So that when he did come to his mind and came back at that time, the father received him and restored him. The father received him and restored him, which we had learned when we left off that we got to get ready for too, to be able to have that same kind of love that we can receive and restore the one that's going to come back to me and you. Because the father could have seen him come and say, you low down daddy cuss and then cussed at him too. Jumped on the Bible says he, 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 he put his hands around his neck. Praise God. That was talking about hugging though. He could have put his hands around his neck and started choking, praise God. But he didn't, praise God, because there was love that he had. 
And he was so glad for the restoration, praise God, that he kissed him all over, not hit him all over, kissed him all over, and then restored the relationship back. And a lot of y'all was amazed by that. Praise God was like, mm, like, you know, thinking to yourself, can I really do that? Can I answer that in and of yourself? No, you can't do that. And that's what Satan was banking on. That what happened to you would cause you to never allow a restoration to even come to you if it had opportunity to come to you. That what you went through would have caused such hurt in you, such harm in you, such damage in you, such feelings of shame in you. That even when that person did come back, you still wouldn't treat them right when they came back. That's why this part of the next part of the teaching is going to be so powerful. Because what we're going to be talking about for the next week or two is the walls of partition between broken relationships. The walls of partition between broken relationships. Because Satan is banking on the fact that after a relationship breaks, that there will be walls of partitions that will form between you. Walls of partition that will be established between you. That will become so thick, so wide, so strong that you will never be able to receive the person who once went wrong. That you will never receive them back. Nope, not with you. Because as far as you're concerned, it's over. It's through. But God wants to teach you how to be able to break down these walls of perdition that are between broken relationships. Break down these walls of partition that's getting in the way of a restoration of your relationship so that you can be able to have and enjoy the wonderful relationship that he's about to restore to you because the walls of partition have been brought down like they're supposed to be between us and what they did to me and you. Now, we're going to look over in Ephesians chapter 2. We'll start off there. Ephesians chapter 2. We'll see where Christ shows us what needs to be done for peace to be able to occur between two estranged parties. Christ will teach us. Because remember, we're supposed to use him as our example. The Bible tells us to be imitators of him as dear children and walk in love as he walked in love. Well, let's look at what he did in order to be able to help restore the relationship between God and us. Praise God and cause a reconciliation to come between us so that we can be able to find out, well, what do we need to do too in order to cause that same reconciliation to come back when God brings those people back to me and you. Ephesians chapter 2, I love the Lord. Praise God. Of course, we know that this is sitting within the first half of Ephesians, which is talking about all that Christ did in order to be able to cause a restoration of relationship to happen between God and us and him and us. Well, let's look at this because he gives testimony about what he did to be able to restore things with us. Of course, we already know for by grace we were saved through faith and that not of ourselves is to give to God, not of works lest any man should boast. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because God gave us a gift called salvation. But then he gets to explaining what he did. And starting with verse 11. He says, wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh, which means near by the blood of Jesus Christ. So he begins to start telling us how people who were far off came near, how people were separated from one another, got a chance to get reconnected back to one another. 
Verse 13 again says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye were sometime, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. Spoken about Christ. He is our peace. Who hath, he has begun to start telling us how he became this peace. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partitions between us. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of, com- of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace. So let's go back again. Let's look one more time again at verse 14. For he is our peace who once again begins to start explaining what he did hath made both one talking about the two people who were alienated from one another, far from one another, having nothing to do with one another. Praise God. Apparently praise God. But one did love at that time. The other one, you know, was trying to figure out what to do, but had, had, had them, you know, they, but they were apart because of the sin that occurred because of what Adam did, you know, that affected me and you, but he hath broken down a middle wall of partition between them, having a, Abolished it in his flesh. I love that concept that he abolished it in his flesh. That word abolish means to render entirely useless. Render it entirely useless, which means that the thing will be which will be between the two of you that's keeping you from being together like you ought to. If you do what it is that you need to do, it will end up being abolished. It'll be rendered entirely useless before it was useful. Because every time you thought about them. There's the wall. Praise God. And it would be very useful to keep them back away from you. Whether it was for your safety or whether it was for theirs. Was to be able to keep them back away from you. Amen. That's what the wall of petition was that existed in the tabernacle. Hallelujah. It wasn't for God's safety. It was for our safety. Praise God. Because so if we went back there, we'd have been dead. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. It wasn't until that wall of partition was torn down that it was safe to get near. Praise God. And that's, these are walls of petition that's going to need to be abolished, torn down in order for everybody to be able to draw near. It's going to be abolished. That word abolished also translates ceased, destroyed, did away with, brought to naught, put away, and pulled down, and put down. That word abolished also means ceased, which means that this thing which is separating the two of you has to cease before you can be able to get back with one another like you're supposed to. It has to be destroyed because what, the reason why it got to be destroyed because you don't want to fold it up and set it over to the side. And then as soon as they do something, you want to pull it back and then put it back between you again. It's got to be destroyed. It's got to be did away with. Whereas God just did away with. It's got to be brought to naught, which means nothing, whereas it don't exist. You got to put it away and then lock the key and hand somebody else the key or mail the key away. Praise God. And you got to put it down. Praise God. Amen. Because otherwise, you, you ain't going to want to happen. And, and what are you abolishing? Once again, verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. The enmity. That word enmity means hostility means hostility because if the truth is anywhere they're told what when what when what went down went down hostility formed between the two of you when what happened happened hostility formed between the two of you and the residue is that you're still hostile toward one another you might know how to graciously smile while you still be hostile 
You might know how to still act like everything is fine when you know everything ain't fine because you're still hostile against them at that time. And if the truth is anywhere they're told, the person that you broke up with is thinking the same thing too. They're just as hostile to you as you is to them too. Mm-hmm. They are not a people that you send a, re- a recommendation to for a job or anything else. It's character witness. No, I ain't sending it to them. Praise God. Because you know they're hostile towards you. Praise God. And it's quite scary. You're probably kind of hostile too. By implication, it means the reason for opposition. Some of us still have in our minds and in our hearts a reason for opposition. Time has passed, but my reason for opposition is still here. Years have passed, but my reason for opposition is still here. In fact, kind of like, you know, stuff that is like under the sea, under the sea. You might have a ship that got wrecked and it's sitting up under the sea, but you come back years later, it got barnacles all over it. It got all kind of other stuff that grew on it too. And for some of y'all reasons have grown over the years. It was only certain size when it first happened, but it's done grown over the years. Before they did you wrong. Now they did everybody you know wrong and your mama wrong and they ain't never been right. And, and that's the wall that's between you now. Is this one that's grown over the years. Where it's down through the years. You weren't thinking about how good they was to you. You was thinking about how low down daddy you did you. And it done grown. But that has to be abolished. It has to be torn down. It has to be done away with. It has to be ceased. It has to be destroyed. It has to be brought to naught. You got to put that away. Put it away. And you have to put it down. Get rid of the hostility. So that this can be able to manifest. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace. The way to end, the, the end of hostility is peace. That when we end the hostility, which causes us to remain separated, peace will have opportunity to manifest. That word peace, I looked it up, praise God. It means peace. <laughs> you, you need to know that, praise God, because a lot of times, a lot of times they change up a word, praise God, in the, in, 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 from one language to another. But it means peace. But, it, but the key here is that what word does it come from? This word peace here comes from a primary verb that means to join. It comes from a primary word, verb which means to join, action verb, which means to join. So this peace is going to come as a result of, an, of a joining. This peace is going to come as a result of a joining because there's been a separation, but now there's peace because there's a joining back together again. That's why it also translates one, because there's going to be a oneness that occurred. And I like this one, and set at one again. This talks about the recovery and restoration that God is going to come, cause to happen. To set at one again, which means you were at one at one time. Then you got divided because of what happened at that time. But that's about to get torn down, ripped down, so that then oneness can be able to come and you can be set back at one again. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what the Scriptures clearly have to say about the awesome promise of recovering the restoration that our loving God wants to bring our way. I hope even more that you're seeing that it's true, that recovering the restoration are available to me and you. That's why I'm showing you Scripture on top of Scripture on top of Scripture 
that clearly shows us that it's something that God wants to do. God wants to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you of everything that was stolen and or lost from our lives. So let's let God do what he says so clearly in his word that he wants to do. That is bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, Come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of you ladies out there to do. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So ladies, I'm telling you, don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring some of your sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing words we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.